My name is Ani Bomani, and I'm running for Detroit City Council District 4. Please share your Detroit background and relationship to Detroit, your history of being a Detroiter. Well, I'm Detroit born and raised. Um, I went to uh, high school over by uh, in my district. I went to Finney High School, uh, but I grew up in the Joy Road and Grand River area. Uh, all my life, my mother was, you know, head of the block club, loved Coleman Young. So, I mean, I've been around. I've been an activist, as, as Kyrie knows. I've been an activist for 30 years community activist and, and an organizer with the Malcolm X Center, Malcolm X Grassroots Movement. Uh, I've done a lot of uh, community work. Tell the story of what led you to run for office. Well, one of the things that inspired me is uh, a couple of my mentors, Kwame Kenyatta, uh, who ran for city council, and um, uh, attorney Chukwe Lumumba, who ran for uh, mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, and now his son is the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. So I, I thought that uh, we needed a change uh, to help stop gentrification. You know, somebody who's really uh, interested in the majority of the people in the city of Detroit and not our new, new residents, I should say. What is your understanding of the duties of the office you are running for? Well, for one thing, for let me say I was a policy analyst and community liaison for Kwame Kenyatta for six years. So we make policy, we make ordinances, we, uh, uh, you know, we uh, manage the budget, make sure the money that's, um, that the mayor puts in the budget or the money, you know, the, the mayor proposes a budget and we decide, I guess, whether we should pass it or not and um, where the money goes. Are you familiar with and what is your position on the Detroiters' Bill of Rights? Well, the Detroiters, well, Detroit's have, I mean, I believe in the Bill of Rights. I mean, there's a lot of things that Detroit's are, the Detroiters are not getting at this point. And I think the Bill of Rights will help them get some of those things if we can get enough people, at least six progressive people, if we can make sure those Bill of Rights goes through, regardless who the mayor is. What is your position on water shutoffs and water affordability in the city of Detroit? Well, I do have a connection with Hydrate Detroit and uh, with uh, Maureen Taylor and Monica Patrick Lewis. And we've been to several of their forums. Uh, Malcolm X Grassroots Movement has been and participated in several of their forums. So I believe that in the water affordability plan, absolutely. And I don't believe that they should, should, should be shutting off anybody's water, especially in the middle of a pandemic. They shouldn't be shut off. But even even if it wasn't a pandemic, they really shouldn't be shutting off water, especially when they're allowing um, uh, Dan Gilbert and some of my millionaires and billionaires to not pay their water bill. And they're shutting off people's water or they were shutting off people's water for next to nothing, $100, $150. And I think uh, he owns um, Quicken Loans. They own thousands of dollars. They own thousands of dollars of uh, um back payments for their water and they have not paid. So I don't think millionaires and billionaires should get some kind of special privilege. How would you enhance Detroit's neighborhoods and which neighborhoods would be your priority? Any specific one? <laughs> Any place other than downtown in my town, yeah. I would give all the rest of Detroit priorities. Um, especially, uh, I mean, there's a lot of uh, housing issues over where I live, but there's housing issues all over the uh, city. I mean, some of the streets... There's some streets that don't have any houses on them. They look like bombed out uh, Beirut. 
some places. So you need, we need to make sure that people have affordable housing. As a matter of fact, I'm on the Affordable Housing Task Force, and that is to help uh, get a, a AMI ordinance downtown through the city council to make sure that there's 30 percent AMI means that you can get affordable housing if you long as you don't make over thirty thousand dollars a year, which is the poverty level at this point. Uh, we need home repair grants, especially for our seniors. Um, we we need a lot of help with housing. We shouldn't be tearing down good housing, you know, and and the housing that we do have. Seems like people from outside the city are buying it up. Sometimes outside the country are buying up the good housing and whole blocks, you know. And I think uh, the people who live here should have first first choice. What's your position on the repayment of residents who have been overassessed and overpaid property taxes? Well, I'm one of those people. They owe me sixteen thousand dollars, <laughs> so I'd like to have my money back. Tell you the truth. And but the the problem is, I mean, I can afford it, but the people who have been put out of their house because they couldn't afford their taxes, those are the ones that I would get first preference to as far as affordable housing. They need to be made whole, as they say. You know, they need to make sure that we have housing and the homeless population is getting out of control. Uh, as a former social worker, I retired as a social worker. Every time the Republicans get in office, the homeless population goes up. And it's gone up. I mean, I see it. You know, it's just more and more homeless people, more and more people out begging on the streets. And um, we're not providing for those people. All the city seems to do is move them around. You know, depending on what's going on in the city and move them from one place to the other. Just move them away from, I guess, out of um, the news. You know, they don't want anybody to focus that much on them. Um, we need to make take care of our homeless population. What is your plan and position on abandoned properties like schools throughout the city of Detroit owned by the Land Bank Authority? I don't know. I was against the school takeover. I was against the fake bankruptcy for the city of Detroit. Um, I think that money that they stole from the retirees and the pensions and, and uh, the money that they actually took uh, out of the millage, I mean, uh, Engler and some of those people actually took money from the millage and put it into revitalizing downtown and midtown. That money needs to go back to the residents of the city of Detroit. If the city took your house because of old overtaxation, then the city needs to give you a house and provide home repair grants, which is supposed to be coming from um, the American Rescue Plan. So there's money to give. You know, and you shouldn't just do it because it's election year, because that apparently that's the reason why all this hoopla is about, you know, trying to help people out now. But the, but the uh, the real test, like it was in the last 30 years that he promised to do all this stuff when the election is over, is this money still going to be available to the people who really need it? What's your definition of police reform? Do you feel it's needed in Detroit? If so, in what ways? What is your position on facial recognition technology? Well, I'm against facial recognition technology, absolutely, because they just make sure all black men look alike. It might be all black women look alike, you know. So, you know, I do think there's some um, inherent bias in uh, in facial recognition technology. And as far as the police is concerned, as a social worker, I think that sometimes maybe you need to hire some social workers to come in and settle some of these uh, domestic disputes instead of sending in, the, you know, the, the gang squad, you know, or sending in the SWAT, 
you know, to handle these situations. And a lot of times they get out of hand, they overreact, you know, and it's not to say that the social workers, I mean, I've been a probation officer before, so I mean, I'm prepared for almost anything. I've tracked down and chased down people, you know, who are in violation, you know, who are juvenile delinquents. So I think, you know, give them a little bit of training maybe, but the police shouldn't be handling a lot of these domestic disputes. What do you see as the future of Detroit? Um, if we can get rid of gentrification, I think that we need to go back to, I like the things that um, they're doing in Atlanta, in Washington, D.C., uh, what Maynard Jackson did, you know, maybe a new revised version of what uh, Coleman Young did. But we definitely need to make uh, access to capital and make the city more friendly to the people who have been here, the legacy Detroiters, as they call them, the people who put their blood, sweat, and tears into the city instead of the people, I call them encroachers, the people who just showed up, you know, and, and, and or carpetbaggers, whatever you want to call them. But they should not have access, and this should not be a, de- I think they're trying to take, turn Detroit into a playground for the rich. That's what I think and move black people out. Because as a social worker, I noticed that now you can't get Section 8 vouchers for Detroit. You have to move out of Detroit in order to get a Section 8 voucher, which means that they're trying to push out all the poor people or what they consider to be undesirable people and and bring in more of, um, I guess, whatever they consider desirable people, which is basically white people, I guess. People with higher income, I don't think they deserve access to Detroit because they have not been here. Well, I believe that majority Detroiters matter and the majority of Detroiters are black. And I think that we need people who are responsive to the black Detroiters, not people who are trying to get by and and deal with the people who just showed up. I don't think we have a real black candidate in District 4. I think I'm the only real black candidate in District 4. I know some uh, I know some things about some of the people who are running in District 4 and we don't have a black candidate in District 4. You know, we have a couple of perpetrators. <laughs> and of course we have uh the guy who used to work for Fox 2 News. You know, so we don't have a real black candidate in District 4. 